Welcome to Being It, a man of God with Kobe C. Boone, providing context to thought-provoking concepts amongst modern men with biblical principles. Nah, I know perfect time, it feels like I'm too late. And I know I'm still great in spite of my mistakes. You know it's authentic every rhyme I say. My only regret is I made this way. What up, what up, what up, everybody? I hope you are well. This is your host, your brother, Kobe Cornell Bone, and I'm so excited to be able to jump on once again um, and continue to trek with this uh, amazing platform and podcast that I believe is is definitely going to do its work in helping brothers find their way to Christ and provide community as well as an opportunity for us to learn and grow together. It has been quite some time since the last episode was put out, for sure. Um, a lot of things have been happening on our side down here in Dallas, Texas, uh, which I'm excited to be able to talk about a little bit today. But I want to dive directly into this thing today. So if you're in the gym, um, if you're in, and we're actually getting over COVID. <clears throat> so excuse my voice today. But if you're in the gym, if you're on the way to work, um, chilling at the crib, uh, whatever the case may be, um, I hope today's message is something that can be encouraging to you. I hope today's message is something that you find value in, and I pray today's message is something that you can carry with you in your walk of faith. So today's message was almost called Out of My Hands. Like I almost named this thing today, It's Out of My Hands. But instead, I decided to go with Control the Controllables. So if you put it in a sentence with someone, you would tell your brother, brother, control the controllables. And the message comes from Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. But I do believe that it's so important that we have the context when we're having these conversations um, and when we're diving into our words so we understand exactly what is going on. So not just the scripture that stands out like a punchline, but the text before and after. So that being said, since it's such a short chapter, I'm going to read Philippians chapter 4 in its entirety, and I'm going to dive into what the revelation was that I got from this particular text and going to how I believe it applies for men today. So let's kick it off. Uh, Chapter four, verse one says, Therefore, my brothers whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm, thus in the Lord, my beloved. I entreat Euoda and I entreat Sintish to agree in the Lord. Yes, I ask you also, true companion, Help these women who have labored side by side with me in the gospel together with Clement and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things. And the God of peace will be with you. I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at the length you have revived your concern for me, you were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. 
Not that I am speaking of being in need after I've learned in whatever situation I am in to be content. I got to run that back. It's my favorite. Not that I am speaking of being in need for I have learned in whatever situation I am in to be content. I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of placing plenty and hunger, abundance and a need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Yet it was kind of you to share my trouble. And you Philippians yourselves know that in the beginning of the gospel, when I left Macedonia, no church entered into partnership with me in giving and receiving. Except you only. Even in Thessalonica, you sent me help for my needs once again. Not that I seek to give, but I seek the fruit that increases to your credit. I have received full payment and more. I am well supplied. Having received from Epiditus the gifts you sent, a fragrant offering, a sacrifice acceptable and pleasing to God. And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and our Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. His final greetings here, and this is Paul, you guys, says, Greet every saint in Christ Jesus. The brothers who are with me greet you. All the saints greet you, especially those of Caesar's household. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. And that is Philippians chapter 4. May the Lord have a blessing to the reading of his word. So I absolutely love Philippians chapter 4. It's one that I have gone back in this year and decided to change up my Bible reading. You know, every morning we wake up, for those of you that have the Version Bible app or just spend time in general on God's word on a daily basis, you have the scriptures that are kind of assigned to you, right? Like they give you the scriptures that you can read on a daily basis that pop up on your phone. But then something that I incorporated I this year really was going back and not only reading the one scripture that was given, but choosing to read either a Bible plan or the full chapter. And what I love about that is it gives you more understanding of the context of the scripture itself, what the message actually is that is that is given there in that particular text, and then a, a broader understanding of that particular book, because we have these books in the Bible itself for my Bible readers. So today's message that I named out of my hands, um, but rather control the controllables, was speaking to Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. I want to dive into that with you guys. So verse 7 is one that's very popular that we hear oftentimes, and that is, uh, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And what Paul is doing here is he's essentially sending these letters. Um, he, Paul was an apostle, so I start there. But he's writing these letters, guys, and... I think sometimes because of Acts or Romans or coming from our very religious, oftentimes churches in the south of the United States, we take certain scriptures and we kind of twist it up. We take it out of context and we apply it to every area of our life. And I do believe that there is scriptures and there is word and text for us that is applicable to every area of our life. But and it can be encouraging as well for every area. But I also believe there are certain texts for certain things that you're going through in certain seasons. And what stuck out to me when I read different translations of uh, verse 7, chapter 4, 
was that oftentimes when preached, we focus on the peace, focus on the peace of God and made the peace of God uh, that surpasses all understanding. Like we focus on the peace aspect, which is what we receive. We receive the peace, you know, that we pray for or we're yearning for in different seasons or areas of our life. But a different perspective is focusing on what we give as a sacrifice unto our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What we give back to God, if in the sense that we can even give him anything. And I was sitting with this thing the other day because I was praying and much like the rest of the world, dealing with a lot of transition and different areas of my life and things going on with uh, starting our family and growing into traditions and just things in general. And I was thinking about the understanding that comes with peace. Because peace is not the absence of things going on, right? Like peace isn't, yo, everything is good in life. I'm just up financially. My people are straight. Um, Everybody good. We're not sick, whatever the case may be. Like peace isn't always the sweetest when there's nothing going on in life. I mean, y'all might be in the gym, wherever you're like, yo, Kobe, what are you saying? You can have some beautiful peace in some of the most turbulent times of your life. Like I think back over the history of my life and and just the challenges and seasons that I've gone through. And I've had some of my best tears of joy in times that were absolutely like hellish and demonic. Like all hell was breaking loose in my life. Like nothing was working right. And just laughing over something so small or so simple or even laughing at yourself in those moments and not taking yourself so serious and just being like, you know what, devil, no matter what is going on, I'm still praising the Lord. I'm still uplifting his name. Even despite all that's happening to me, I know that this is only for a season and this too will pass. Just encouraging yourself in those moments and times bring you just just invites the presence of the Holy Spirit into your life and provides that peace. But there's an understanding that's there, right? Like there's an understanding that even in the midst of what I might be facing or what I'm dealing with or what might be going on or in the midst of a challenge that I'm, I've been faced with or an obstacle that I'm, I'm currently having to deal with, that my understanding is that Jesus is still the author and the finisher of my faith. He's still in control And despite what might be going on, I choose to continue to bet on him. Why? Because he's already told me that I'm more than a conqueror through him that strengthens me. And he's the creator of all things and the preserver of light and life. So that means he's never lost a battle. He's already created the beginning and the end. And I don't want to get happy too early in our podcast today. But just that alone is encouragement to us and understanding. Getting back to that word, understanding that provides the avenue for the peace. Almost such to say that without a true understanding, even at the minuscule amount, right? Like even at yet of a mustard seed of faith, like just a little bit of faith and understanding and knowing in our word who God is can provide an avenue of encouragement that leads to the peace that provides the space for the joy that we seek in Jesus Christ to come into our lives and make us new. I want y'all to follow me there, like understanding how, how do you understand something just like in the school, right? You understand a subject or a topic because you spend time in your books. 
You spend time studying. You speak, spend time with your study notes, your key points, your highlights. That's how you gain a better understanding of a text or a subject or a topic. And in the same sense, as we look at the Bible that's been given to us as our text, as our study notes, as, as our open book. Come on, somebody. Our open book that we can go back to as we go through these tests that come about everything that we experience here in life. We're able to be encouraged and gain a greater understanding of the God that we serve, which again gives us the true peace, the peace that comes from him, not the peace that comes from substitutes, not the peace that comes from your NPR video on YouTube, which could be great, right? Or your favorite musical artist, secular artist, or contemporary hip hop, whatever you listen to or whatever, or there's so many, so many people dealing with witchcraft in our day and time from the tarot card readings and going to that to find out your future. Am I going to get the job? Flip the card or crystals and all these different things that we have that are slippery slope things that are not of God to find peace in. We can find peace simply in just understanding and knowing who God is and who we are to him as his children as his creation and through his promises that he's left in text through the word of God. And I just think that's so powerful. And, and as I sat down today um, to, to record this with you guys, me and my wife are just getting over COVID, literally having to go this afternoon to go get my test results. My wife, thank God, just came back negative. This is our second time having COVID. And with just so many other transitions and things that are happening in our life, I can truly say that Philippians 4 and 7 has taken on a new meaning for me. It's one of those scriptures that uh, I've said over the years, I pray God give me the peace that surpasses all understanding. And selfishly, I know I've always prayed for the peace, but I have very rarely prayed in that text and that space of that particular scripture and asked that God would give me the understanding. And man, I tell y'all, when that thing jumped out to me in a whole new way over the past couple of weeks and things that I've been dealing with, it has been so encouraging to me to look to him even in a new way. That things are, are that things are gonna be okay. That despite what you're going through, somebody else has already gone through worse than you. And they've come out on top. And they believed. That other believers have gone before us. They've been sawn asunder. They've gone through an unimaginable torment while here on earth and dealing with different circumstances and situations. And just that much more with the things that we're privileged to today and and, and the ability to be, to be able to serve our God openly, um, we can make it through too and to be encouraged. These are things that I look to and whether there's money in the account or not, whether it is, I feel like I'm on the mountaintop or I feel like I'm in the valley as a man. If I feel like I'm um, the best leader, the best encourager, the best per the best spouse for my wife, for my family, for my loved ones or not, these are the things that continue to keep me grounded and based in my faith of knowing that I can only control the controllables. I can only control what I'm willing to sacrifice, what I'm willing to give. And the capacity of the strength that I have and what I can't, it's out of my hands. I take my hands off of it and I give it to God. 
Like literally, my stresses, give it to him. My anxieties, every cast your cares unto the Lord. I, I truly do. And guys, like I, I think about this uh, video that came out a while back. This guy had went viral. He was working in a hotel, and um, a lady had came in uh, late at night, and she was just very disrespectful to this person who was running the hotel. Um, like he was like the clerk guy at the bottom of the like at the first floor of the hotel. The lady was just disrespectful, and then she ended up getting racist as well. It was just crazy, um, just really nasty and mean. It was late at night, whatever. And I just remember everybody, the video going around, I just remember the guy was like, it's out of my hands. It's out of my hands now. Like he was trying to help the lady. He was being diligent and respectful. And when she took it to that next level, um, when it went from just being nasty uh, and disrespectful to like racist and just saying slurs and things of that nature, he was like, it's out of my hands. At that point, he uh, tried to escalate it, was going to his manager and the person changed their attitude really quick. When they said, when he said, it's out of my hands. And he was like, for your stay tonight, you're going to have to talk to my manager. It's, it's nothing that I can no longer attend to. This situation has gone beyond the limits of my control, beyond what I have that I can give to this. I've, I've surpassed, I've, I've sacrificed my wits in, if you will. I've sacrificed my well-being at this point to serve you. And now it's out of my hands. Somebody else is going to have to come in and make that decision about your stay. Somebody else who's stronger than me. Somebody else who has more authority than me. Somebody else who is bigger than me. Who has uh, a different office than me. Now has to come in to rectify this situation. And it just it just dawned on me. Even as I was sitting here with y'all today. About how we try to micromanage every area of our lives. We try to have our hands on so many different things at one time, whether it's uh, issues with a family member that's going through, whether it's our mother, whether it's our spouse, whether it's school, whether it's our jobs, whether it's education, um, whether it's an organization that we want to be a part of or an organization where our membership is suffering that we are a part of or your favorite nonprofit organization that you would like to volunteer with and you can't do as much or whether it's going on a vacation and you can't vacation because you got to work more because you're broke, whatever the case may be. Like we try to micromanage so many different parts of our life. And much like that example that I saw probably a year ago, guys, how often do we take the moment just to stop, just to understand who we are, whose we are, who we belong to, and literally get on our knees wherever we are, or just have a prayer step to the side, whatever the case may be, and make the conscious decision that I'm now taking something that I feel like I cannot bear and give it to someone who can it's almost like when you were a kid, right? And you get into a little scuffle in the playground. And let's say you got a big cousin or you got a big brother, big sister, whatever the case may be when you're little. And you realize that this bully or somebody that you're going up against is bigger than you, stronger than you, whatever the case may be. And you be like, okay, I'm going to be back. I got somebody for, I got, I got somebody for you. I'm going to go call my cousins, whatever. We're going to pull up my big brother. my big. I'm about to go get somebody who's a higher grade than me, maybe older than me, maybe bigger than me, whatever, because... This is out of my hands to fight. I'm going to find somebody else. I'm going to bring somebody else who I know has the strength, has the power, has the ability, has the skill set, the wisdom, the mindset to be able to handle this problem for me. But trust and believe I'm going to be back. 
I'm controlling the controllables that I have. I'm, I'm giving that to somebody else who I know has the authority to be able to handle it. And that's how I feel like it is, guys. We're, we're hoping I'm not breaking it down too in depth. But like, simply put, that's how, that's how we do with our faith. That's how we do with God the most high. Is that we continue to do our daily sacrifices, our daily devotions, our daily thanksgiving and being aligned with him. And we have this protection. We have this covering through Christ Jesus, which is called the blood that's on our lives. But we also know when when we need to throw the towel. Come on, somebody like when 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 the fight. Okay, cool. Like we got to stop the fight. And the easiest way to stop that fight is to go get the conqueror himself. Is to say, God, I, I don't have this anymore. I thought I can handle it. I thought I was equipped for it. I know you won't put more on me than I can bear. But um, this thing right here, I need a little bit of help, God. And in his own time and in his own will, I believe he shows up. And I can tell you that in my own personal life, just in the nick of time, not when it was ideally best, I thought. Uh, in my mind, not when it was ideally like, man, I wish this happened a couple of weeks ago. Not in the time that I thought. But when he came for whatever situation or circumstance I was going through in life, looking back, hindsight 2020, it was the nick of time. It was a perfect time. It couldn't have been nobody else but him the way some things in my life worked out. And something I've had to learn over the years is to control those controllables, but also the, the, the understanding of when something is out of my hands and you give it to God. I promise you, brother, if you're listening today and you're going through some type of challenge or you're facing something and you give that thing to God, your blood pressure going to go down. Your headache's going to stop. Your chest going to start hurting. Heartburn, whatever you feeling, the frustration, give that thing to God, man. And don't think that only the things that you can give to him are things that are emotional, are things that are spiritual. You can give him your problems that are financial. You can give him your problems, that, man, that are mental. You can cast those cares onto him. You can give those battles to him, man. Let him deal with it. And I promise you, whether you're facing a demon, witch, warlock, problem, manager, uh, SE, executive, whatever the case may be, there's nobody who can deal with that problem or issue like God can. Nobody. But we have to be willing to, to go into our word, guys. We have to be willing to continue to study, continue to learn, continue to not think that we're at our greatest level of this Christian walk, no matter what area of the walk we're in, whether we're 50 years in this thing or one year in or one day into this thing, you have to continue to study. You have to continue to build that inner man, not just that outer man in the gym. You're in the gym, you're getting it in, cool, but build that inner man as well. And you'll find yourself in a position where you're so much stronger when bigger situations and bigger battles arise that you both learn how to fight. And realize that finding peace in chaotic situations isn't a cop-out. It isn't giving up. It's learning how to fight good. Like, it's learning how to battle good. For my people who read books like The Art of War, like, it's strategy. God, your faith, has to be a part of your battle. He has to be a part of your game-winning strategy in whatever you're going through. Whatever your job field is, whatever your career is, don't leave God out of it. 
Control the controllables. And you know what's controllable? Inviting the Holy Spirit into whatever situation you're facing. Inviting him into it. Realizing when you need to pull the plug. Realizing when you need a sub. Realizing when you need a bump. Somebody out there know what I'm talking about. That's a part of the plan. And who else to be able to bring in than the God who created everything and the God who created you and knows you better than anybody else is. That word says he sticks, uh, a friend that sticks closer than a brother. You know? So, guys, I pray that from this episode today, control the controllables, you do exactly just that. That you control the controllables. And that you look unto Jesus in those times that you need to throw in the towel or those those times that you need a bump, you need a sub, and you allow him to do miracles, signs, and wonders according to his will and your life. I pray that you do that, brother. I pray that you gain deeper trust in him, deeper faith, and greater faith in him. As you continue to give things to him and watch him never fail in your life. That's my prayer for you. Philippians chapter four, verse seven was our text for today. And I pray that whenever you hear this. That you continue to just walk hand in hand with him. And realize when you're facing big battles, big obstacles, big things, guys, when you're facing big things. That you have no idea where the strength is going to come from to be able to get over it or to be able to withstand that challenge or that issue. That you got some hands that are bigger than yours and you'll have the strength to say it's out of my hands and put it in his and allow him to show you just exactly who he is. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. You will not be disappointed. God bless you, brothers. God keep you. May heaven smile upon you is my prayer. Take care. What's up? What's up, everybody? This is Kobe Cornell Boone, um, the host of Being It, a Man of God podcast. Man, I am excited because I wanted to share something that has been so encouraging for me over this uh, past season in the fourth quarter of 2021 as we enter into 2022, when there's such a time of uncertainty, feels like we've been in an apocalypse for many over the last two years and just no matter what area, arena, life, cultural background or whatever, it seems that all of us have faced one thing or another or some type of change. And we approach these changes as believers in Christ Jesus uh, with our faith, by our faith and through our faith. And as I was uh, studying the word of God a couple of weeks ago, I stumbled over Hebrews chapter 11. And man, I have I, I got my own personal relationship with the most. High. I got my own relationship um, he created me. He knows me inside and out. And when I'm reading the word, I read the word like, I don't know, it's, it's me. I read the word like, yo, he said that? Oh, this hard right here. This hard, right? And this is one of those chapters that I'm like, yeah, this here word is good here. I'm not saying one scripture or one verse is better than the other. But when you're going through a storm, when you're facing something, there is a way that the word of God can just jump off of the page and just hit you smack in the face. Like literally just can hit you smack in the face. And Hebrews chapter 11 was just that. So today what I wanted to do and is just read through Hebrews chapter 11. I wanted to go 
word for word, scripture for scripture, bar for bar, so to speak, and share this chapter with you. And I pray that it blesses you for whatever season or wherever you are in your life at this time, uh, the way that it has truly blessed and then continue to bless me. So let's get into it by faith. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it, the people of old received their commendation. By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. My, by faith, Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, through which he was commended as righteous. God commending him by accepting his gifts and through his faith, though he died, he still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death and he was not found because God had taken him. Now, before he was taken, he was commended as having pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. By faith, Noah, being warned by God concerning events as yet unseen and reverent fear, constructed an ark for the saving of his household. By this, he condemned the world and became an heir of righteousness that comes by faith. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith, he went and lived in the land of promise as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with of him the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. By faith, Sarah herself received power to conceive even when she was past the age. Since she considered him faithful who had promised, therefore, from one man and him as a good as dead were born descendants as many as the stars of heaven and as many as the innumerable grains of sand by the seashore. These all died in faith, not having received the things promised, but having seen them and greeted them from afar and having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on earth. For people who speak thus make it clear that they are seeking a homeland if they had been thinking of that land from which they had gone out, they would have had opportunity to return. But as it is, they desire a better country that is a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. And he who had received the promises was in the act of offering up his only son, of whom it was said through Isaac, shall your offspring be named. He considered that God was able to even to raise him from the dead, from which, figuratively speaking, he did receive him back. By faith, Isaac invoked future blessings on Jacob and Esau. By faith, Jacob, when dying, blessed each of his sons of Joseph, bowing in worship over the head of his staff. By faith, Joseph, at the end of his life, made mention of the exodus of the Israelites and gave directions concerning his bones. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents because they saw that their child was beautiful and they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, Moses, when he was grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. My God, he considered the reproach of Christ greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt. Come on. For he was looking to the reward. By faith, he left Egypt, not being afraid of the anger of the king, for he endured at seeing him who was invisible. By faith, he kept the Passover and sprinkled the blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn might not touch them. 
by faith, the people crossed the Red Sea as on dry land, but the Egyptians, when they attempted to do the same, were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they had been encircled for seven days. By faith, Rahab, the prostitute, did not perish with those who were disobedient because she had given a friendly welcome to the spies. And what more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David and Samuel and the prophets who through faith conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, were made strong out of weakness, made mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight. Women received back their dead by resurrection. Some were tortured, refusing to accept release so they might rise again to a better life. Others suffered mocking and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sawn in two. They were killed with the sword. They went about in skins of sheep and goats and destitute, afflicted, mistreated, of whom the world was not worthy, wandering about in deserts and mountains and dens and caves of the earth. And these, though commended through their faith, did not receive what was promised. Since God had provided something better for us, that apart from us, they should not be made perfect. Therefore, this is chapter 12, verse 1, you guys. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. And let us run with the endurance, the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. You guys, that chapter 11 before the first one of chapter 12 is exactly why in this stage of my walk with Christ, I put such a great emphasis on learning the context and actually reading the Bible and the scriptures because I've always heard all my life looking unto Jesus, the, the author and the finisher of our faith, depending on your translation, the founder and the perfecter of our faith. And I've held that scripture so close and I still do to this day. But understanding the text before that scripture and the way that our brothers and sisters in Christ endured, suffered, died, were tormented and their pursuits of their purpose that God had for them, like their, their assignments that they have been given. Not their gift per se, not just their talents that they had, but what their purpose was with what they had been given and how through faith and by faith they achieved. And how some, many, never received the, the accolades or the rewards that we would think we would have in the physical realm here in the earthly kingdom. But how some, like Enoch, never even had to see death because they were taken up. To be with God because they fulfilled their mission, because they fulfilled their purpose that they were given, that they were assigned to do here on earth. Guys, that's so encouraging to me. That's so powerful to me that our rewards are, are, are not even here. 
but but they're laid up for us. Our treasures are in heaven. So I pray that in times of struggle, in times of sorrow, in times where it's just, let's be honest, just straight up hard to be saved. Let's just be real. In those times that Hebrews chapter 11 can bless you. It can be something that you can go back to. It can be something that you can go back and read for yourself. Gain your own perspective from your own understanding. From one story to another, from one testimony, to be honest, one testimony to another, from Abraham, from Moses, to Enoch, to David, to Samuel, to Gideon, to Barak, to Samson, or whoever, that it be something that you can go back to in God's word. That's all I have for you guys today. May heaven smile upon you as my prayer. This is Kobe Boone, being a man of God podcast. God bless you guys. Take care.